Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, if you want to listen to the full Burt Show every day uninterrupted, we got no ads on that thing. All you have to do is become a bonus BS subscriber. That's bonus Burt Show. Find out more at thebirdshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. How's everybody doing today? Scale of 1 to 10 today, Abby. With 10 being, this is the greatest morning of my damn life. I'm like a solid 8.5 today. I'm going to New York tomorrow. Okay. I get to see my family. I get to see some of my best friends. So I'm in a really good mood today. An 8.5. I'm an 8.5. Beautiful. All right, Mo here. I know he's excited because the sugar daddy's taking him on another vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I would be at a 10 if, if I had a sugar daddy taking me. But I'd say I'm at an 8. Yeah. I'd say I'm at a solid 8. Because you, you, vacations are like, you're like Bert. They're your gold bars. They didn't always the be, mat. though. Like, this I is know. a new mo right here. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have an opportunity to experience it. So once I started, though, it, it was life-changing for me. Like, after my first vacation, I knew this is this is what I want to do as many times as I can. And I've been going ever since. It's awesome, right? It vacation is. is like being on vacation. Exactly. Who knew? <laughs> exactly that. So um, Mo has this habit now um, of not telling us where he's going. We have to ask him <laughs> because the day, be- like an hour before we're all heading out, we'll just like sort of spontaneously throw around, so what's everybody doing on vacation? And he's like, oh, you know, I'm just going to the mountain. Maldives and stuff like that. <laughs> so this time, it's uh, he, he gave us a little warning. He's going to Colombia. I'm going to Medellin. Yes. I haven't been there yet. Uh, I, we met a guy from Medellin at a pool party who was having a bachelor party out there and promised us a good time. So me and my dude are just going to go out there and wing it. I love it. That sounds like something that someone from Medellin would say. <laughs> you want a good time? I'm taking you to Medellin. <laughs> You'll love it, man. I bet it's going to be amazing. I'm excited. I'm very excited. I can't wait. Cass, how you doing today? I'm pretty good. Scale of one to ten. Mm, I would say I'm a seven, which a is seven, which is decent. It's above average. Okay. Mm-hmm. So just anything over five, you should be happy. Yeah, just trucking along. I mean, honestly, anything over zero, you should be happy. Because you you're here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is very, very valid. <laughs> We'd be grateful for ones, even right. Uh, how about you? You can tell Kristen's ready for the beach because she looks like she's been at the beach for 24 hours. Yeah, I know. It. it Maybe it's odd to get a spray tan uh, before you go to the beach with your family, but I feel like. Um, I I feel better when I have a tan, and I look better in pictures when I have a tan. Yep. So, screw it. I went and <laughs> actually it was Kaylee's wife who got to see me naked yesterday in my kitchen. We had a good time. <laughs> she has a, a, a mobile spray uh, tanning company called Coco Bella. Ding! Highly recommend her. Uh, so yeah, I'm at I'm at a solid nine. A I'm nine. S- I am so excited for this vacation. So um, this year we have like scaled back. So we didn't go anywhere for our memorial vacation. We didn't go anywhere for Fourth of July. So we are going somewhere as a family. We got a really nice beach house. Got a little pool for Jimmy to swim in. I'm really, really excited. Amazing. Yes. And I'd say I'm floating at around uh, seven, eight, five. Se- seven, uh, seven, uh, seven, eight, five. Four numbers, which we'll just have. Yes. <laughs> Can't quite get to the eight, but I, like Kristen said, I love vacations. They're like gold bars to me, like new experiences. And I'm going to Machu Picchu, Peru, uh, tonight. So I'm super stoked about that. That's a good one. I've heard good things. And I'm not checking a bag. And Tiffany's pissed. (laughs) (laughs) I told her the other day, I'm not checking a bag. And she literally threw her head back like a toddler. Like, oh, God, how am I going to get all this stuff in here? Because it's so much easier for a dude to travel than it is a woman, right? We got got stuff. You got a lot Mm -hmm. of stuff, right? All right, Cassie. So you've got a friend speaking of traveling, going around the world. She is heading or she has an opportunity to travel around the world for a job. Mm -hmm. My friend. But 
But it's a big butt. So she, <laughs> I like big butts and I cannot lie. <laughs> um, so she is, she has never traveled outside the, outside North America. So she's been to Canada. She's been to like Cancun once for each place. She saw Niagara Falls, has been to Cancun, never travel outside. But she took like Chinese in college and has like basic understandings. So she's interested in it. And I can't say the job, but she has an opportunity to go work in Hong Kong. Unbelievable. To live and work in Hong Kong, which I have family there. It is absolutely beautiful. It is. There's a lot of English, uh, British expats. It's like a rich culture. It's an amazing place. And I'm like, what? Go. You have no kids. You have no partner. Like, there's nothing here tying you down from this adventure. And I think I'm like, a little part of it is I can't just pick up and go somewhere mm. like that anymore. Do it anymore. for me. Yeah, so it's very easy when you're like, oh, I've got kids. Moving to like Hong Kong would be ridiculous to sit there and be like, go. But she has always talked about like living a bigger life. I think there's a quote by Emily Dickinson. She likes called, why not live a big life? And she's been interested, but she is such a homegrown girl and she does have family here. Like, just her immediate siblings and parents, but they don't have, the siblings don't have kids. But she's like, how can I leave everything I have ever known and go somewhere where I barely speak and understand the language? The entire culture is different. Like, isn't this the most insane thing in the world? No, it's not. That's what I said. No, I mean, what's the harm in like doing it for a year? Well, yes, she could just do it for a year. You can always come home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, maybe that, that job you left isn't going to be there. And, you know, you have, if she has like a solid family that can help her if she's, that's, if she gets over there and it's not what it's all cracked up, up to be. But I feel like the regret of not doing it would be so much greater than the regret of doing it. <laughs> Absolutely, man. It would always be in my mind, like, what if I would have embedded myself in another country when I had the chance and get paid? Because she's got a job there, right? Yeah, but the thing is, like, you travel a lot. So I think you're well-versed, and I think you've always had that taste for travel. And it's not that she doesn't like the outside world. She just hasn't had opportunities to go. Mm -hmm. So imagine someone from, like, a rural part of the state Mm -hmm. who, like, there there aren't even independent restaurants in her town. It's all chain joints. Like, leaving and going to Hong Kong, (laughs) like, one of the busiest places Mm -hmm. in the world, where she is going to stick out like a sore thumb. I mean, I'm all for it. Like, I'm like, do it. This is an adventure. You can come home whenever. But I'm just wondering, like, what I can say to her. I think she's just, she's fearing not having a safety net anymore. Um, She's younger than I am. And I think when you're younger, like, you still have your parents as a safety net, your family. Like, in case anything fails, you always have something to fall back on. She will be so far away from anyone that she knows. There is no safety net. Sure, she can come home, but yeah, if there's a med- yeah, medical mm-hmm. emergency or anything, she gets fired, she gets stranded, like she is on her own, and I think that's freaking her out. I do think that there is a personality type uh, also. Um, mm-hmm. a, a good friend of mine for many, many years, uh, Susie, who we had on the show, who was traveling the world by herself, she was just born with that DNA of just like always wanting to put herself in different cultures, knowing nothing about it. But it's, I think it's a personality type also. Yeah, but so what if, like, you maybe have the DNA, but you don't have the upbringing to support the DNA mm-hmm. and going out there? Because it's harrowing, like, mm-hmm. traveling, especially to, like, I think non-English-speaking countries where you really, like, if anything goes wrong, you don't know how to communicate. It's stressful. And, there, yeah, there's Google Translate and <laughs> right. stuff now, but... I, I think she's going to take it, which I'm really excited about. I'm trying not to be that overbearing person who's like, do it, do it. <laughs> um, but who knows? But I think this is a sign if you're listening and you've been holding back on something because you're scared, do it. Gotta take that do leap, it. man. Mm-hmm. Take that leap. The Bird Show. <laughs> Abby, you want to give singles a pat on the back. I, you know, some people just don't understand how hard it is out there. Yeah, I do. So over the weekend, I had posted this TikTok that had really resonated with me and a lot of my single girlfriends. And so I decided, you know what? I have a lot of single girls that follow me. I'm going to share it and see if it resonates with them as well. And to my surprise, my DMs flooded mm-hmm. after I posted it. Every, like every DM that I opened was the same remark of, oh my gosh, this hit me right where it hurts. This is exactly how I feel. I wish people that have been out of the single game for a long time could acknowledge some of the struggle that comes with being a single person out in the world and not having a partner to rely on. So I'll share the clip with you, and then I will continue to talk about why it just really (laughs) hits so hard with singles. 
This one's for all the single girls out there because we don't hear this nearly enough. If you're going to work every day, then coming home and cleaning your own house, cooking your own meals, paying your own bills, I want you to know how proud of you I am. No partner to split rent with or to bring you coffee in bed or cook dinner for you when you've had a horrible work day or build furniture together or remind you that you did, in fact, blow that candle out. I know so many women who have jumped from relationship to relationship, never truly stopping to be single for any extended period of time. And I think it's because of fear, but they'll also never know how rewarding it is. I got very distracted by the saxophone. I know, I know. Right? I, 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 I didn't pr- see. <laughs> <laughs> it did not. I promise being a single girl does not come with a jazz quartet. <laughs> there is not a saxophonist following me around my apartment. But this video is like this girl, you know, she's trying to have one of those aesthetic type of cleaning videos where she's tidying up her little apartment <laughs> and she's cooking dinner for herself. And it makes it, it almost romanticizes how it would look to be single. But really, it's like me at 2 a.m. on a Saturday eating Ben and Jerry's. Like, it's not cute. <laughs> But I was listening to this and it really hit with me, especially this week, because I've had so many small instances of being like, like, oh, crap moments. Like I'm out here by myself. And if this had actually happened, I would be screwed because I'm out by myself. So a couple of things that had happened was like I had like pulled a muscle and I literally couldn't walk in my apartment for like a good solid five minutes. And I thought, shoot out here by myself, no one here to support me. When I was in the cold plunge earlier this week and I thought I was going to drown, I thought, shoot, (laughs) out here by myself, no one out here to pick me up if I fall. And I kind of just feel like that all the time. And I know so many of my single girlfriends feel that way, just in the small moments of like when you come home from work and you're starving and there's nothing but like unbaked chicken and a bag of salad in the (laughs) fridge. And not only are you sitting in your apartment by yourself alone, I'm making it sound horrible, but it's not that bad. Yeah, Mo is saying this. Mo is thinking this is glorious. Yeah, my single experience has been very different than I think most people's single experience. I, I, I have, en- I enjoyed being single so much that I'm struggling to transition into being in a relationship. And like, she doesn't even live in the same city, and it's still a struggle. <laughs> I still don't feel like I have enough space to myself. Baby, I need a little more space. I know you're in New York right now, but can you move to Maine? Yes, a little more distance, please. Why not move across the ocean? Like, what? What's keeping her back from going to Europe? A boat, probably. That's it. <laughs> but I just had so many people feeling the exact same way of like you have to do so much for yourself all the time and nobody recognizes the small moments that you constantly have to like domestic labor is for real like we've talked about that on the show before about how that's like a complete job in itself and so really like you go to your job work from nine to five or whatever your hours are and then you come home and you have your own job of taking care of yourself maybe your cat like me and your apartment and feeding yourself. It's like having two full-time jobs. And there's no part of you that loves that. There's a part of me that loves being alone, but it does get a little exhausting. Like I love, I'm an introvert, so I like being by myself. I don't have a problem coming home to an empty apartment sometimes, but sometimes it would be nice to walk through the door and have somebody ask you how your day is. Someone be like, oh, I picked up dinner for us because you really are out here doing everything for you. It doesn't bother you to be alone, but occasionally it feels lonely. It feels a little lonely, and it does, I think, add to just kind of the everyday exhaustion of your responsibilities and the work because there's nobody out here really supporting you. Like, you have to do everything. And sometimes there's a freedom in that, but sometimes it really is like... Sometimes it would just be nice to have a a man to ask me how my day is (laughs) and to ask me if I want to go get dinner. (laughs) So I I think a lot of women out there felt the exact same way when I shared this Mm -hmm. because... Every message that I got said, you know, it would be really nice. So I almost feel like we should all form some kind of like commune uh-huh. where we all just rotate being partners for each other. Did you see the girlfriends who did that? No. What yes. They there there are like, I think like six girlfriends or something like that. And they bought this, they all went in together, bought this huge house. And they have, like, their little girlfriend commune compound. And they each have different days that they're responsible for a dinner. Um, So they do Mm. that cooking for that night for everybody. And they alternate, like, responsibilities. But it's just, like, six girlfriends living the dream in their girlfriend house. Really? I have a friend of a friend who they both went through, uh, well, she went through a divorce. And her best friend went through a divorce. So they took their kids and moved in together. Oh, my gosh. This is like a Barbie dream house. Really? Takes a village, for sure. Yeah, not a relationship. They're just best friends. But they're, like... Like, you know what? We know each other the best. Our kids are friends. This didn't work out. So we're going to be each other's, yeah, village, essentially. Mm-hmm. Well, if you have a good credit score, hit me up. We can go <laughs> on, a, on a house together. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz.
I have some wild Barbie and Oppenheimer news that you are not going to believe. When I read this, I thought this was a fake news story. But there is a woman out there. She is 68 years old in Massachusetts. What do you think her name is? Not Barbie Oppenheimer. Her name is Barbie Oppenheimer. (laughs) (laughs) There is a woman out there who is by marriage related to the guy uh, Oppenheimer. Mm -hmm. The movie is about. She is in Massachusetts. And who do you? What movie do you think she saw first? Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Saw Oppenheimer first. Because it's family. I mean, that's Keen. But guess what movie? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, Ken is in Barbie. (laughs) He's just Ken. Yeah, she is actually, she's seen both movies. She likes both movies. But she's actually going to go see Barbie another time because she wants to wear her Barbenheimer shirt the next time she goes. That's fantastic. How freaking precious is that? Okay, the Jonas Brothers are currently on tour and they did this really cute gender reveal. So they have this song called Little Bird and it's actually a tribute to all of their daughters. They're all girl dads. And so once they finished up their song Little Bird on their set, they actually decided to do a gender reveal with a couple in the audience. They had the sonogram and everything and the couple didn't know. So they get it up and Joe takes a look at it and he gets to tell everybody after singing this really beautiful tribute to their baby girls that they were going to have a baby daughter. And then after that, oh my God, it was so (laughs) precious. The entire stadium lit up with, you know how they have those light up bands? It was bright pink. It was the ultimate girl dad moment. Damn, that is awesome. It was precious. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just trying to stretch this here. (laughs) Are you out of stories this morning? No, because now we're getting getting into my favorite story because we get to talk about Taylor Swift. (laughs) Taylor Swift is releasing her concert film on October 13th. And obviously, as you heard yesterday, I'm very excited. But a lot of people were like, well, how is she able to release this with the whole SAG after strike going on? Like, is this breaking any kind of rules? Like, uh, you're just making exceptions because it's Taylor Swift. No, other films are doing this too. But she got she got permission from SAG after through an interim agreement that they have struck up with other films that covers certain standards. So basically, Taylor was only allowed to release this film if her if she paid uh, her staff what the union wants their staff mm-hmm. to be paid basically if they did everything that what they're trying to do in the negotiations Taylor had to do so Got she it. has to take the union offer and pay her employees as though that is the new agreement. Yes, okay. she had to apply that to her production. So the list of terms includes scheduled breaks um, to payment for fittings, meal and wardrobe allowances, and also it, it has to go for you know background actors, and it just has to be very like by the board by what they want. So good on Taylor. But um, now that Taylor is making her theater debut, I thought we could play a fun game where we compare her to another master of the theater, and we play a game. <laughs> called is it a Taylor Swift lyric or is it a line from a Shakespeare play okay. <laughs> oh oh we, are, we? we are back in olden times okay <laughs> <laughs> hello ye old <laughs> colleagues it's time to play is this what you were going for here it's exactly yeah, what I was okay. going for Hi. I'm glad we got to the game I wondered you didn't know if I was going to stretch it too much okay here is your first one. Is it a Taylor Swift lyric or is it a Shakespeare line from a play? Do you miss the rogue who coaxed you into paradise and left you there? Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Shakespeare. It is Taylor Swift. Of course. Uh-huh. I didn't want to disappoint Abby. I felt a lot of pressure. <laughs> is that why you answered last? Yes. You see what everyone else answered? Yeah. She okay. really is the modern Shakespeare, isn't she? She, is. she really is. Her quill, her pen, it's dynamite. Okay, the next one. My tongue will tell the anger of my heart, or else my heart concealing, it will break. That's Shakespeare. 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 Oh, yeah, that is Shakespeare. <laughs> Good job, you guys. I thought that one was going to be a hard one. Okay, next one. Past the curses and cries, beyond the terror in the nightfall. Taylor. I'm going Taylor. Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Shakes Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) Taylor Shakes. (laughs) Half half of you are wrong. Because that was Taylor Swift. Taylor Ah. Swift. You should have known. Okay, next one. In black ink, my love may still shine bright. Shakespeare. 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 Taylor. It is Shakespeare. That dude. <laughs> that dude. He's really good at this writing thing. Oh, Willie. Okay, this one's harder. 
I'd meet you where the spirit meets the bones in a faith forgotten land. Taylor. Both. Both. Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) You think he copied off of her? Yes. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Is Taylor Swift Shakespeare? (laughs) Oh, like reincarnated? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that is Taylor Swift. Okay, last one. The old widow goes to the stone every day, but I don't. I just sit here and wait, grieving for the living. Taylor Shakespeare. Shakespeare. That is Taylor Swift. Yeah, I got 100 on that. That was I feel very close to you. Is that the first time you've gotten 100 on a Shakespeare test? Any test. 50 Cent is being investigated after throwing a mic that hit a radio DJ in the face. More on that on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. You ever been on a flight before where you got a kid behind you that's playing peekaboo? That's really fun for about 10 seconds. And then after about 10 minutes, you're like, leave me alone. It's <laughs> not even fun for the 10 seconds for me. No, you don't even like that? I give him about two seconds. Seconds. <laughs> and then you got some kids that are just out of hand. Then you got some kids that are yelling. And look, and I've got kids, and I know when I'm flying also that I know it's uncomfortable for you guys flying without kids. I'm uncomfortable by it. So this- It's terrifying. The first time I flew with Jimmy, I was like... I was in a sheer like anxiety attack the entire time because I just I didn't want to infringe on anybody else's peace of mind. And I was like, please behave, please behave. And thank God. Knock, I mean, we're, I'm just fortunate he did great. You could feel like the hairy eyeball look oh, from yes. those in the gate area that are like, oh, God, that kid. I hope I'm not <laughs> sitting. But they seem like nice people. But I do not want to sit next to a kid. So when uh, if they're under two, they can still sit in your lap. OK, you can have infant in arms is what the ticket it says, right? So I splurge and do Comfort Plus because it's going to be two of us sitting in a seat and plus I'm not having to buy two, whatever. And we're in the section and this man made a comment to me about, you know, well, yeah, if he's, it might as well be comfortable if he's going to cry the whole flight or something, wow. right? Oh, right? And I really? look at him and I go, he won't do that. Oof. Like straight up looked at him. He won't do that. Oh, you burned his ass. Whatever. Wait. He'll <laughs> <laughs> never be the same. <laughs> <laughs> he walked past me and then we got off the plane and I'm waiting there um, for the the um, stroller to get delivered to yeah. us. And he walks past me and I just look at him and he goes, you were right. How about that? Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's the words we all like to hear. You were right. So there's this uh, Turkish Dutch airline that in November is knocking around the idea of adult section part of their planes. No kids up there at all, mostly for business travelers. Most passengers can relate to this story. It's a stressful day of long lines or delays. You board your flight looking for some reprieve only to be sat next to a crying baby. Some airlines are testing the waters to see if flyers would be willing to pay an extra fee to sequester themselves away from any children. Okay. I'm not mad at it. I'm Me not either. either. Even mm-hmm. as a parent, I'm not mad at no. it, right? Um, here are a bunch of travelers saying that they don't think that they're going to take advantage of it. I like to see people around me. I love to see kids. I just recently traveled and I was next to a baby for nine hours. It didn't bother me though, because I just would put earpods in and I'd watch a movie. If anything, what annoys me are adults, not children. (laughs) Thank you. I'm with him. Bless you, man. And it's not that much uh, more. You can pay only 50 bucks per seat to be in this section, 110 bucks if you want some more legroom, but that's like a nine hour flight and they're offering it from uh, somewhere in Turkey to Curacao, I think, but it's the first of its kind. You know why I really love this? Um, and I'm a parent too, and so I'm all for it because I think for a long time parents feel out of place it, when they go out in public with kids. Like the kids are always disturbing uh, the peace or annoying somebody when really it should be you live in a society, kids are part of it. That's the default. So then for adults to have their own spaces carved out where they can escape that, I think is a really great healthy mm. thing. But I also think it's shifting toward society being more accepting of children mm. in normal public spaces. I saw this story on my Instagram feed and they had a picture of Michael Jordan um, with in the in the <laughs> with with the story. <laughs> and I went to the comments because I'm like, the comments will explain to me why Michael Jordan is there. And then I went over to Mo and I shall, showed him. I go, here's the story. Do you know why they put a picture of Michael Jordan with it? And I said, yes, because it's an infamous meme um, of Michael Jordan. Anytime you see that face, it means F them kids. <laughs> oh, really? Because <laughs> yes. remember the shoe story? It, 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 it stems from when uh, Mike was at a camp once, and there were kids all around watching him shoot, and he had told the kids, if I miss one shot, all of these kids get a free pair of Air Jordans. 
And he made every single shot, every <laughs> single one, nothing but net. So the kids were sitting there like they were cheering at first. And then you can kind of see the kids just start almost crying toward the end, like, really? And he did not care. And these were like underprivileged kids, right? Yes. So they- <laughs> Mike did not care and one he, bit. And he said that to somebody, right? He actually said that verbatim. Did, did he-, he say? I don't know if he said. Maybe he did. I don't know. I don't know if he said it. I think he said it without saying it. <laughs> he was so competitive. He couldn't even give his shoes away to miss a shot. No. No, it, it wouldn't cost him anything. Like, Nike's paying for it. He still didn't miss a shot. So he didn't say it to Chris Paul? I don't think so. I think I think Chris Paul just ran with that, and then it just, his infant's oh. face, it just became like F yeah. them kids. Yeah. Maybe that's what they should name this section. Oh, that's <laughs> Jordan's face right there in the section so you know what you just paid for. Exactly. The Burt Show. All right, so the email says that, so she sets this guy, this has ever happened to you guys before where you set somebody up and then after you set them up, you realize like, oh my God, I might be attracted to that person. Like nah. you're talking so highly about them. So she, that's exactly what she did. She sets her friends up with a guy, friend of hers, and now she's jealous of a couple uh, and she wants to know what to do about it. Mo's got the email. Bird Show, I need your advice because I'm feeling like a really crappy friend. I don't want to screw over my friend, but I also don't want to screw over myself either. Sometimes I wish I understood myself and my feelings better because I always realize things when it's too late. So, I have a good guy friend. We worked together up until a couple months ago. He really has become like a best friend to me. He's my go-to person when I need advice about a guy I'm dating or just need someone fun to hang out with. Everyone at my old job assumed we were dating, but trying to keep it secret because of office politics, etc. However... That wasn't really the case. We have never been anything more than friends. I also recently reconnected with a friend from college. While hanging out with her, I kind of started to get excited to play matchmaker. She is single. He is single. So while she and I were hanging out, I called them to meet up with us. I started to kind of encourage the two of them to have an interest in the other person. Well, it worked. Now they've been hanging out without me. They both seem to like each other. I'm not sure if they have officially declared their time hanging out as official dates or not. Mm. As far as I know, they haven't even kissed. However, I'm sure it's headed in that direction. So it seems my matchmaking attempt may have been successful, unfortunately. So here's the thing. (laughs) I never thought of him as anything more than a friend. But I don't know if it's some weird jealousy because he's paying so much attention to someone I know. Or if talking him up to her has made me see him in a totally different way. Mm. But now... I think I'm starting to have feelings for him, and I'm totally regretting trying to connect him. I don't know what to do. How do I stop their relationship from going further so I can explore the possibility of him and me? Tabitha. Uh, Tabitha, you don't want him. If you really, really, if you really, really cared about this man and had those type of feelings, you would have had them prior to setting him up with your friend. I firmly believe that. I think it's something that pinged in the back of your brain, um, and there is some jealousy going on there. But I think the minute it, it's you want him because you can't have him, and I think the minute you get him, you're not going to be happy with him. What you guys think of that? I, I agree. I completely agree. Um, I feel like it's one of those situations where she would get him and then feel she'll miss the friendship. I don't think you should actually mess up the friendship. You have a good thing going. And just seeing him, I think, with your friend and seeing them happy and it's starting to make you feel away. Yeah. But deep down, I think that's all it is. And I don't think you really want him. Isn't this what I said yesterday is that, you know, most of your friends want you to do really well, really well. Just a little bit less well than they're doing. (laughs) And if you go over that line, then there's problems. Well, I think this makes so much sense because Tabitha, he wouldn't be your friend if you didn't think he was a great guy. Mm -hmm. And I think just seeing him in a different light has maybe confused you and you've confused this jealousy for maybe feelings of attraction. So I'm exactly with everybody else. I think the moment they break up, that little bit of attraction and that feeling of, oh, it'd be nice if that was me, that's going to go away the second they break up. So I think you need to honor the friendship that has done you so well um, with, with you and your coworker, and, and don't make things messier and don't try to break up this uh, budding relationship. Yeah, you choked. You choked, Abbott. <laughs> it's too late. Too late at yep. this point. Too little, too late. Hey, y'all. It's Katie here from The Bird Show. Pride unites us all, and so does Atlanta United. That's why I'm giving you the chance to win a spot in The Bird Show's Pride Night Suite in celebration of Pride Month. That's right. Join me and The Bird Show crew on Sunday, June 2nd, as Atlanta United takes on the fierce rival, Charlotte FC. 
with kickoff at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We need to beat Charlotte, so we will be loud and proud. Believe that. Oh, and by the way, did I mention Atlanta United is giving away a -a one-of-a-kind pride-inspired towel, plus a $5 donation to Lost and Found Youth, an Atlanta-based nonprofit that provides services to the LGBTQ plus youth, which is included with your Pride Night ticket pack. Remember, to enter for your chance to win a spot in the Burt Show's Pride Night Suite, head over to thebirdshow.com. To guarantee your tickets and Pride towel, go to atlutd.com and click the promotional packs tab for more details. Can't wait to see you all there June 2nd at 4.30 p.m. Together, we are Atlanta. Atlanta United. See you there. The Burt Show. You know what's great about having sons? Is that they're fearless and stupid. <laughs> Cassie and I were just talking. Uh, Cassie was telling everybody in the studio that she, her son is just out there compared to their daughter. He's like reckless and just bold and doesn't care. Com- no AFs. Complete opposite. My daughter, who's my eldest child, like we have to coax her to go down slides. And I'm seeing kids who are younger than hers whizzing down them. My 18-month-old <laughs> son is the kind of kid who would jump off the side of the slide. <laughs> And then would hurt himself, and I'd be like, don't do that. And then he would do it again. It's like literally yesterday afternoon, I'm sore because of all the running around. I'm like, nope, can't do that. Nope, stop. Please don't throw yourself off the couch. Please don't throw that water bottle. Hmm. Please don't shove your sister. And I'm just like, who are you? You're a little hellion. He's your little evil Knievel Mm -hmm. baby. He is. He's so cute. He's lucky he's cute because dang that boy. He's going to, I told Chad, I was like, we need to start a new savings fund because he is going to be in the ER so much from broken bones that we are going to go into major medical debt. They always (laughs) do stupid things. Yesterday, I get on a FaceTime call with my 16-year-old and he had decided on Tuesday that him and his friends were going to buzz his hair. So he did. (gasps) (laughs) That's it. He just did. He just just shaved his head. Wow. One of his friends came over, never (laughs) even tried it before. He had a glorious head of hair. Yeah, and yeah. Good look, thank God he looks like his mom. And he's a good-looking kid. He's pulling it off. I told him <laughs> I, I lost a bet years ago, um, and I had to shave my head. And I was wearing, like, round glasses at the time oh, before no. my LASIK, and I sincerely look like Gandhi. He did. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it, it's, so, it's so bad. It was really terrible, man. It was just like a walking nose. Wasn't And, and uh, your wife at the time, say, she was pissed. She cried. I walked in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. She I walked in the door. She started crying. Wow. Did, didn't that happen, like, before family photos? Photos of some sort? I don't recall. I lost, a, again, the Chargers have been abusing me uh, for my entire life. I lost a Chargers Redskins bet when I lived in Washington, D.C. <laughs> and it was an on-air bet with the uh, quarterback of the Washington Redskins at the time. And I lost. And I had to shave my head and did it. And I walked in the house. And she literally started crying. <laughs> <laughs> that was the greatest reaction ever. Welcome to being married to radio. <laughs> All right, Mo. So tell me the Unlikely story of destiny. The most unlikely story of love I believe I've ever heard in my life. And I was all I was taken aback immediately because I'm enjoying my birthday dinner and the server that we had was excellent. He was incredible. He was a great conversationalist, so I found ourselves just talking throughout the dinner. And so I noticed he had a ring on. So I'd asked him, How long have you been married? And he kind of made a face like, Well, it's a funny story. I'm not exactly married. So I'm like, well, why do you wear the ring? And he's like, well, I guess I consider her like my wife-ish, but she more so makes me wear this ring because of what I do for a living. So I'm like, wait, you have to wear a ring, but y'all are not married, and it's because you're a server. So then at that point, he just he just grabbed the seat and just pulled up and yeah, just told me the story. Hold on. I, I, I got to wrap my head around that one more time. She uh-huh. wants him to wear, they are not engaged? No. And she wants him to wear a ring so no women come on to him as a server at a restaurant? Pretty much. And he also want the same for her. So she's also a server, and she has to wear a ring because he wants her to wear the ring because he doesn't want dudes to come on her. So they wear wedding bands, though they are not married, just to keep other people at bay. Right. Okay. If it works for them, fantastic. It sounds like one of the most insecure things I've ever heard in my life. It does. (laughs) But then when you hear their story of how they came together, it makes a little more sense because he actually met her at a time when he was on a date with two different women. So that was already bizarre. He was single at the time, and he was using some dating app, and somehow, some way, he convinced two women to join him for dinner, and they had like a, almost like a speed dating, but at the same table kind of situation. Shut up. He really convinced two women to do that. I don't know how. Is this guy's name Michael B. Jordan? Because <laughs> only a guy that good looking could pull that off. You would think. He's a nice looking dude. <laughs> so he's at this date, and 
I guess he wasn't really interested in either woman that he was dating. He was interested in his server, who at the time, like, that's the, the woman that he's now wearing the rings with. So he actually tried to talk to her then while he was on the date with the two women. So he's on a date with two women. And, hey, that, they agreed to this, so mm-hmm. that's on them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like he tried to pull one over on them. He's like, no, nah, I'm doing this. You want, are you in? And they, they said yes. So, <laughs> hey, he, whatever. <laughs> Has zero... Zero chemistry with this, these two women he's on a date with, but instead is vibing hard with the server, and that's who he ends up with. Right. So he asks her for her number before they <laughs> leave the date. Somehow he gets it. She gives him her number. But for a year, he said she wasn't. She was very passive with him, which she had later admitted it was because you were on a date with two women. Right? Like, <laughs> duh. I guess she wasn't making it easy for him. But I. But she gave him a chance to see how persistent he would be. So literally, he said for an entire year, he would try to go out with her, and she would constantly say she was busy or she had something to do. She couldn't make it. So he gave up. He was done. And then they stopped speaking for another year. But at the, the time, it was her birthday, and he said he reached out. He specifically just said happy birthday to her. No emojis, no anything. He wanted to make that be known. He was just saying happy birthday. That's it. And for some reason at that time, she wrote him back like, how have you been? Let's hang out. Let's get together. So in his mind, he's like, finally, I can get the date that I've wanted. And they go on one date and they go on another date. And before you know it, they've been together for three years. And now that's the reason that she said, I will, like, if you're going to be my boyfriend and you're going to keep this job, you have to wear a ring. Because you are obviously like you have a thing with servers and you being a server. And then he told her, I'll do it. If you do it, you have to do it, too. So now they've been together for three years. They're not engaged, but they wear rings everywhere they go. If it works for them, who the hell cares? <laughs> I guess right. so. Who cares? The Burt Show. Right, it wouldn't be a Burt Show, a daily Burt Show, if we weren't talking about cheating at least once. <laughs> So what's going on in your life you want to share with us here? Because in this case, she's not really sure if this is cheating or not. So hit us up at thebirdshow.com. Kristen's got the email. Am I cheating? My heart says I'm not. But my head sometimes thinks I am. My husband and I got married four years ago. We've been together for eight. A couple of months ago, I went out with some girlfriends. They were all getting hit on. Not once did anyone approach me. Of course, that's fine because I'm a happily married woman. But you can't help but have your feelings a little hurt when all your friends are getting (laughs) attention except you. I ended up talking to the bartender a majority of the night. When I checked my Facebook page the next day, I saw I had a message from him. For the last few months, we've been having conversations. Not of a sexual nature, but we have shared intimate and personal details about each other's lives. He's really easy to talk to. We've never exchanged photos or said anything I would consider inappropriate. I know my husband looks at sexy pictures of women on social media. He also has friends who are women. People can have friends of the opposite sex, right? Should I be concerned that this bartender tracked me down on Facebook? We did have a really nice conversation at the bar, and it's been even nicer to continue it on Facebook. Again, in my heart, I don't feel like I'm doing anything wrong. But the longer this continues, the more my head starts to wonder if what I'm doing is out of line. Okay, you know how I keep saying that um, when people get caught, when they get cheated, and they're like, oh, I just made a mistake. And I always say, no, what you did was you made a series of really bad choices, right? And the overall scheme of things, it's a mistake. But here you are, okay? You're in the... The beginning stages right now of infidelity. So you could stop this right now. And are you cheating? No, not physically. Mentally, yes. But we have started shared intimate and personal details about each other's lives. There it is right there. That's the betrayal. And that's where it starts right there. So you could stop it. But now you're looking forward to his messages on Facebook. So that's where your head is. And that's where your heart is. You're already making a series of bad choices. I I think it can be considered cheating, and it's not necessarily for what she's doing, but I always get hit up for this. But I personally believe anything that you do in a relationship that you are hiding from your significant other out of fear that they will retaliate or or leave you Mm -hmm. is cheating. And if you didn't feel like you were doing anything wrong, you'd be able to tell them. But you're not telling them for a reason. So for that reason, I would consider it cheating. Yeah, there's no scenario where this ends well. And I only say that because this specifically started in a moment where you were feeling insecure about your attractiveness. So this 
entire relationship is built on the foundation of you needing some kind of void filled. And this guy is basically filling that for you with all this attention. I feel like this is a little shady. I think you need to nip it in the bud because if you keep going down this road, you know exactly where this is going to lead to. Yeah, an affair has to have a starting place. Yeah. Right? And this is it. Here's the litmus test I would do because I do think that women and men can be friends and I do think you can make friends with the opposite sex when you're in a relationship. That's my personal opinion, but... If one of them is ugly. (laughs) No, even if both are attractive and you know your boundaries Mm, and you're secure in your marriage. I don't know. (laughs) Well, some people have the ability. But here's my thing. Here's the litmus test. If this were a female bartender and you're not attracted to women like you're straight... Would you be as excited to get those messages? Would you like be having the same feelings? And if the answer is no, then there's something wrong. And I think that's what's pinging because making a friend and talking about your life, as long as you're not betraying confidences about your spouse, I think that's okay. But is it like well, when you're sharing, int- she says, intimate and personal details about each other's lives. So as soon as you start doing that about your significant other to somebody else, isn't that the line? Well, Look, it, that's. It's not. She's not saying it's about the significant other. She's just saying I'm sharing intimate and personal details about my life. Can't we kind of assume that? If you want to, but that's assuming. Okay. Well, and that's what I'm saying. I think that is what, uh, like betrayal of sorts. Like you wouldn't meet a new girlfriend and immediately like gush about all the problems you and your husband are having. So if you wouldn't do this with a new female friend or whatever sex you're not attracted to, a new friend of that sex then you're doing something off, you know? And I think it's not too late to course correct, but you really got to check yourself. And if you're using this dude to fill the void, like Abby said, then you need to work on your marriage and make your husband fill the void. I do think you are absolutely well within your right to have deep and meaningful conversations with other people besides your significant other, right? But if those deep and meaningful meaningful conversations are only happening with other people mm. and not your significant other, then that's where the problem lies. Yeah, this feels like a tricky line to me because I, I have gone over the line before accidentally. But like me having conversations with you, Kristen, mm-hmm. somebody I've known for 12 years about what's going on in my life, if I'm coming to you for advice, that feels appropriate to me. Yes. But I think you have to define who you're sharing that info with. A bartender you just met a couple months ago? Mm. That's a problem. Right. (laughs) (laughs) The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. 50 Cent is being investigated for battery after throwing a microphone at his concert in Los Angeles. Now, when I first saw this, I wondered if it was going to be like a Cardi B situation where when that situation happened, it was, you know, she was getting frustrated with somebody in the audience and she kind of like chucked this mic in the direction at that person. And it seemed like it was an altercation between these two, but it actually doesn't seem like it's the case with 50 Cent. So at this concert, he kept getting mics that like mic after mic after mic, they just were not working. And he got incredibly frustrated at it. And so he ended up throwing two different microphones into the audience. One of them allegedly hit Power 106 radio personality, Brianna Monaghan. Oh, what a lucky break for her. Yeah, seriously. All the ratings hit. She gets to talk about this. You take a microphone to the head for that, wouldn't you? Yeah, I throw myself in front of it. (laughs) I'll throw a mic right now. (laughs) (laughs) But she shared um, photos of this wound have been shared and it actually looks very painful. Like it's not just like a little scuff to the head. You yeah. can actually um see the skin breaking. It looks incredibly painful. Wow. Um, his legal representation is saying, you know, this wasn't an intentional throw at this radio personality. But you throw a microphone into a crowd, you have to expect it to hit somebody. Yes, yeah. but he for sure, I believe him when he says that there was no intended target. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen yep. the video. <laughs> you know where I'm going? Yes, I do. 50 Cent is the owner of the worst first pitch Ever in Major League Baseball. I mean, he threw out a pitch at a Mets game that didn't come anywhere near the catcher. So I know that he wasn't aiming for this DJ because he would have never been able to hit her. I think he's the only dude ever to throw a pitch that went backwards. I don't, it didn't even, it didn't even go forward. I don't think he was, thought he was going to hit anybody. It was terrible. It was horrible. Google it after your entertainment buzz. It is hands down one of the worst first pitches I have ever seen in my entire life. He should never throw anything ever in his life. Yeah, if he was like a college roommate of mine and we went out and we're like, hey, let's throw the ball around. If he threw it one time and threw it like that, we would kick him out of the apartment. (laughs) By the way, have you seen the viral video of the construction worker? Um, and they have a thing like if they're on they're if they're at work and they get upset they screw something up and they want to throw something they can't throw it with their like right like their throwing hand their right hand he's like 
get mad with your left. Get mad with your left. So he has to throw things with his left, and it like just it barely goes anywhere. I really want us to do that. Okay, <laughs> it's gonna be bad. For All right, me. Yep. Me too. <laughs> okay, Oprah and The Rock they are teaming up to do something really great for the victims in Maui. So there have obviously been the, those incredibly deadly wild wildfires out in Hawaii. Um, 115 people have passed away. There are 388 people who are missing. It's absolutely mm. devastating. So Oprah and The Rock have come together to create the People's Fund of Maui. And so far, they've donated $10 million. We were so concerned about what was happening in Maui that we were texting back and forth. And I read this article that Dolly Parton had given money in her community. And I said, I think this is the answer. You said, I think that's the answer. I said, I love it. And so we have created the People's Fund of Maui that will put money directly in the hands of the people who need it right now. So if you send a donation, just click where you see below and send a donation. That money is going to go to one of many residents who have been displaced in Maui. We guarantee. You know how I feel about something like this? Like if you've ever been lucky enough to go to Maui, um, you have probably gone to Lahaina. Uh, it's their tourist section and I mean it's world famous bars restaurants shops so you've probably gone when something like this happens and I've been also and I donated I kind of feel like there's a little bit of a responsibility mm-hmm. like they gave you like that that memory you know and there's been so much devastation in that one area when you look at it from like a drone shot the entire town has been floored except one little house that made it for some reason yeah that was a, wow. that was crazy right, right? but yeah that the, it's just that that amount of devastation is just it's heartbreaking. I mean, I think if you got any joy when you went to Maui and visited that area, just giving ten bucks, a hundred bucks to pay back, I think is it goes a long way. Yeah, absolutely. So they're doing incredible work there. And the Rock said if you're worried about where this money is actually going to, they are doing everything above board. You couldn't find two more celebrities with more credibility. Or I mean more they're, money. for sure. <laughs> right. <they're, laughs> um, but they're so trustworthy, right? I mean, if this was uh Ezra Miller, <laughs> I might say, I'm not really Really sure I'm going to help out there. But this is Oprah and The Rock, so you know your money is going to the right place. Two really good people. Miley Cyrus is finally addressing that controversial photo from her teen years. It's on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. All right, Mo done messed up. He done messed up and has been just too good at the assignment that I have thrown at him over the last couple of weeks. And this is the chat GPT raps, right? You did this to yourself, sir. I guess I did. And here we are. You got nobody to blame but your mama. (laughs) (laughs) She gave me this talent. She gave you too much talent. So I don't know if you guys have heard this or not, but... Um, the last couple of weeks, I've thrown some chat GPT, which is AI. If you're not aware of it, you go to this website and it can do just about anything for you in 15 seconds. And there are a lot of people freaking out about AI and its place in entertainment and its place in the world. Right. So I thought, all right, let me see if it can write a rap song. And Mo's a very talented guy, so I've been throwing these chat GPT written songs at Mo, and he has just been crushing them. After looking at it for like 10 seconds, he's just been crushing it time and time again. If you haven't heard it, here's a sample. Yo, I step up to the mic with fire in my eyes. Spitting rhymes so tight, it's going to take you by surprise. I'm the lyrical magician. Watch me work my art from the depths of my mind. I'ma tear this beat apart. Born in a city where the dreams collide. Every obstacle I face is in stride. Life is a journey. I'ma ride this wave with the rhythm in my veins. I'ma misbehave. All right, that was pretty good. And again, he hadn't heard the beat. Nope. Didn't hear any of, didn't know any of the lyrics. Nothing before we put it in front of him. Hmm. Do you have Caucasians at the cookout from yesterday? All right, check. We're at the cookout, gather round, let's roll. Caucasians in the mix, bringing soul to the cold. Grilling, chilling under the sun's embrace. Rocking aprons and shades to set the pace. Fire up the grill, flames sizzling high. Burgers, brats, veggies, watch them fly. Seasonings and marinades, a flavor symphony. Caucasian cookout king setting taste buds free. Caucasians at the cookout, vibes so bright. Bringing flavors, laughters under the sunlight. Diverse gathering, cultures unite. Good food, good people, all day, all night. Uh, that's pretty solid. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you can't deny that it's not bad. It's and again, good. I just put in the chat GPT 
uh, make a rap about Caucasians at the cookout. Yep. That's what it spit out, and Mo just crushed it, right? So Kristen's like, let's go next level on this whole thing. I feel you have a gift, sir. Uh-huh. Much like Abby over here has flexed her gift recently of being able to name Taylor Swift songs with just one word. I think we need to harness your superpower and let the Burt Show fam benefit from it, okay? Okay. Since you are a lyricist and any beat, you can just drop bars. I think our listeners should hit you up for Mo's personalized reps. Where they can, with whatever situation they got going on in their life, they want to celebrate a birthday. They want to celebrate a um, promotion. They a revenge, ce- a rap revenge. A, a, ooh, a, ooh, yes, oh, a revenge a rap. Um, you know, you're happy your STD scan came back clean. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> it can be anything. They hit you up, give you the deets, and you write them a personal rap. Okay, so am I doing this with, like, I'm actually creating the lyrics, or is ChatGPT also creating these lyrics? Here's the, however you want to do it. Whatever you think is going to best serve our audience and give them the best personalized rap. If you want to mm-hmm. ChatGPT this and then just, like, rap it, like, <laughs> to, to a random beat, because it, it is proved. It ain't bad. <laughs> this is Mo making sure that if he forgets to do the assignment, yes. that he can come in 60 seconds before <laughs> and put it in chat GPT and just spit it on out. One way is a lot easier to do it. Right. Maybe the two of you, maybe you and chat GPT can work in tandem. It's a collab. Okay. It's All a right. collaboration. All right. I'm yes. not mad at that. Mo featuring chat GPT. <laughs> All right. All right. So where do Burt Show families right. send their requests? So Cassie has been awesome and you go to the Show.com and there'll be a form for you to fill out because Obviously, you need a decent amount of information in order to give a really good personalized rap. So you go to thebirthshow.com, you fill out the form, and then um, Mo will write and perform a rap for you. And the more information, the better. So I can yeah. genuinely personalize it. Don't just give me the subject and then I run with it because it's not really going to be your words and thoughts. So right. like, go deep into what you want to be said and I will turn it into a rhyme for you. Well, let's give you guys some examples here. It could be anything from your life. So if we're going around the studio, mm-hmm. if we were taking things from our life that we talked about this week, I might send him a rap about me being scared to take that in-home fecal <laughs> <laughs> uh, Abby, I would like you to write a sassy rap to the <laughs> to the girls who are mad that I didn't invite them on our New York trip, even yeah. though they invite Ooh. don't invite us to places. Yeah. Could be anything, Kristen. I, I would just like a cute rap about Jimmy starting school. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first day of school rap. <laughs> you used two- to be so much fun. I know <laughs> for a two year old. Cassie, in your life, what you've talked about, just as an example. Um. Yeah, here's one. I found, like, a black widow spider outside my house. So can you write a rap about that? Because I'm arachnophobic. And so finding that, I was this close. I was inches from it. Yes, thank you. That is the reaction I was expecting from everyone when I told them about this, and it's hanging out of my house, and I'm freaking out about it. I do think Iggy Azalea already has a song about this, though. (laughs) Technically, technically it's a brown widow. It just doesn't sound as cool. So it can be anything. Or it can be something serious. It can be a proposal. Maybe you Mm want to tell somebody how much you love them. Whatever it is, you just go ahead and email us, and, and Mo will turn it into this kick-ass rap. Let's do it. I like this. All right. All right, again, all the info? TheBirtShow.com. The Burt Show. All right, so we get this email, and this must be really disappointing because she felt like she was going on this one-on-one trip with her girlfriend, and those are like, those are really special times where you can do one-on-one, and it's going to have a very different texture than when there are other people on the trip. And she just found out that her best friend that she was going to go with has invited this new dude that she's been seeing. So she's all intoxicated by the excitement of this new guy. And he's bringing a bunch of friends, and she's all pissed because the weekend's not going to be the same way. Cassie's got the email. Dear Bird Show, I'm afraid my friendship with my BFF may not survive through Labor Day weekend. Let me explain. My best friend and I haven't set much, spent much time together this summer. My BFF's been dating a new guy all summer long, which has pretty much taken up all of her time. We both have off for Labor Day, and we both asked off for the Tuesday, too. So we've got a four-day weekend, and we were planning to take a girl's trip. Just me and my BFF. Well, I just found out that my best friend told the guy she's dating about where we're going. Now he and his buddies are coming too. Mm. They're not staying in the same room, but I'm sure that all of our time will be spent with them and this will no longer be a girl's trip. I don't want to create drama by putting my foot down, but I was really looking forward to spending time with my friend. Mm. How should I handle it, Erica? 
so Kristen, you, you guys um, do these all the time with your girls. So you got any advice? This actually kind of happened to me this summer. So one of my best friends, the one one of them that I was going to go to Chicago with the Taylor Swift concert, she was all in love with this one guy that she had started dating back in February. Um, now they're broken up. But at the time, she would constantly keep dropping these little hints about like, oh, well, you know, Brett loves Chicago. <laughs> Brett always talks about how he wants to move to Chicago. And this is like, you know, in the weeks leading up to our trip. And one day I just kind of looked at her. I'm like, Brett is not coming to Chicago with us. I hope you know that. <laughs> And she goes, I can't believe you would ever think that I would bring that up. So she, being a good friend, knew that that would be crossing a line. Mm -hmm. So I just think you need to express that to her, that, like, this is a girl's trip. This is a chance for you guys to bond and catch up. She has the rest of her days to hang out with this dude. And this is the one time you guys are really going to get to reconnect. So just express that to her. Be honest. I think she'll understand. Um, I think it, what's done is done. I don't think that there is any turning back here, but I think this is, can be a learning experience for everybody. And I want this to be a PSA. Don't invite somebody on a trip until you're run it by the other people who are on the trip. Facts. I, I feel like... Um, I, she, she wasn't like dudes totally changed the vibe of a girl's trip because it is no longer a girl's trip. It has taken on a completely different vibe. So she did it. He is going to come. I would go and try to make the most of it, but I would let her know moving forward. Hey, you know, I really wanted to spend time one-on-one with you next time. Let's just have a girl's trip. Or if you are thinking about like asking somebody, it just would have been, cons- it would have been nice to have been a consideration before somebody else got invited on our trip. Cause it's not her trip. It's mm-hmm. our trip. Right. Mm-hmm. Rude. I would say something. I would 100% say something. This is supposed to be your best friend. You should have no reason to not uh, to be afraid of saying something. And it sets the precedent for the future. Even if it does happen now that they know in the future, don't do this. Like you said, tell the people that you're on the trip with before you bring more people on the trip. But don't go into the weekend like thinking your relationship was over with her. I mean, yeah, she was careless. She's all wrapped up in this new dude. The relationship can't be over or something like this, right? If this was the 10th time she's done this, then okay. So it's a party foul, but you're allowed to come back from a party foul. It's the Burt Show. The Burt Show. All right, let's celebrate the wins, and we should never be shocked, but we are, and we appreciate it every single time when we ask you guys to step up, and you do. Why are we surprised? I I am not surprised. I am just, I, I am so beyond grateful, and now you just... You've caused us to have to raise the bar, and I'm totally cool with raising the bar. So literally two days ago, came on the air and told you that the Burt Show was participating in the Helping Mamas Team Challenge. Helping Mamas is a nonprofit here in Georgia. They're the Baby Supply Bank of Georgia, and they help out mothers in needs when it comes to diapers, when it comes to formula, when it comes to like absolutely anything that they could need. Um, Because as Cassia said, it takes a village and diaper need is very real. And there are parents out there and mothers out there that have to decide, am I going to eat or am I going to put a diaper on my child? So uh, there's a week in September that is diaper need awareness week. So for the month of September, we are collecting diapers for helping mamas. They want to fill the warehouse with 300,000 diapers. Our team was responsible for collecting 4,000 diapers. So we talked about this. And I got an email from Stephanie at Helping Mamas. Kristen, I just ran a report of diapers ordered from your Goodler link. And 6,374 oh, diapers damn. have been ordered from the Burt Show. This is amazing! No That's way! Right. So I got questions. Um, do we give 1,300 diapers back? Because you only asked for 4,000. Shut up. We got 6,374. <laughs> Stephanie goes on to say, I can't begin to tell you how valuable your support is to us. I actually jumped up and down in my bathroom while getting ready for work while listening to you and the Burt Show team talking about the challenge. Your team is definitely the front runner right now, Stephanie. So yeah, our goal was 4,000. We have surpassed that. But now I want to raise the stakes. Oh my God. I love you. I'm literally over here tearing up because people are so generous and you're like, this is good, but I we're going to win. <laughs> this is just like Kristen. So not enjoy the moment and having to like stretch us for the next goal. This mm-hmm. is why we love her though. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you're, you're like, you're describing yourself. You realize that, right? I love you dad you did. all right so our new goal 
10,000 diapers. Oh, yeah. wow. It can be done. 10,000 diapers. We can do this. I think I totally think we can do this. So um, we have the the link that we're using for the Helping Mamas Team Challenge. We're sharing it on all of our socials. And also you can go to theburtshow.com and there's a link that will take you there. And there's all different types of diapers, all different types of price points, anything from $25 to $90. Obviously those more expensive diapers, you're getting um, more diapers in the pack, all different sizes. Um, for all of the kiddos and babies around Georgia that need our help. Yeah, it doesn't take a lot, you guys. And I want you um, really to embrace and think about what Kristen just said. There are a lot of families. You can live in a bubble, right? Mm -hmm. There's a little itty-bitty privilege bubble maybe sometimes. Um, But there are so many families, like Kristen said, you have to choose between food and a diaper, right? So when you're in that situation, you need some help. And, you know, I know it's a cliche, but it does take a village. And I think it's so easy for people to sit back and, and judge as far as like, you know, how people get in a situation like this, but there's so many layers and and things that happen that are beyond people's control. Um, so instead of looking at somebody in judgment, how about we look at somebody with empathy and try to give them a hand so they can get the diapers they need to get on the right track and get in a better place. Because sometimes that all that's all it takes is one small gesture to really propel somebody to get to where they need to be so they can provide for themselves. All right, let's get to this 10,000. That would be really cool to come back and go, you guys, man, you crushed it, 10,000. So where's the link? All right, so the link is at thebirthshow.com and also sharing on all of our socials as well. So go Team Birthshow! <laughs> uh, it is a big weekend in Atlanta. It is Dragon Con weekend. Every Labor Day weekend, Dragon Con weekend. Abby, if you were going to be in town, I would say I would demand you go down there for like a couple hours. It is fantastic. I was wondering because I drove downtown because that's where I get my eyebrows done. And I was like, why is it so crowded? Why are there so many people dressed up? What is happening? Why have I not heard about it? Because it they do look like they're having a good time. Oh, yeah. Dragon Con is just like next level. Um, you know, because you often hear about the the big conference in San Diego, Comic Con. Uh-huh. Um, and this is, I think, just as huge. And then the parade is tomorrow at 10 a.m. Um, they start on Peachtree Street in downtown Atlanta. Um, and it's just... People go all out. Yeah, the great thing about this one here, I think, anyway, some people complain about it. Um, My son has brought me to a con. I've gone to every con. He's just into all of this, right? So I go with him not knowing anything about it. This has gotten so big. It's like from hotel to hotel. It's not all in just one hotel. Mm -hmm. It's like five or six different hotels in Atlanta. So as you're walking down the street and you're going from hotel to hotel, you see all these different characters. People are dressed up as the different characters. And I will give you guys this warning. If this is going to be your first time going to drag, Con. The afternoon Dragon Con is very different than the nighttime Dragon Con. If you are with kids, you're good till about seven o'clock, and then it becomes a freaky sex show. 18 and over. <laughs> yes. So As pe- people start drinking, it becomes a little on the freaky side. Are people not actually passionate about dragons? Is it like code name for something? Basically just like a pop. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pop culture kind of convention for people who enjoy anime and manga and comics and video games and all kinds of stuff like that, basically. So they dress up as the char- your favorite character in anime or games or superhero. You see it all. Some people are just going to cosplay play has nothing to do with superheroes or anime or anything. So it's not overtly sexual. It's like really people dressing up as characters. Yeah, but it gets pretty sexy at night. It's like geeky Comic-Con. You know Comic-Con, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it started, it's like the, it was a sci-fi gamer club called like the Dragon Alliance of Gamers and Roleplay or something like that. And they started the Dragon Con. So it really is like this spot for everybody who likes, you can, there's stuff for Game of Thrones and Vampire Diaries, but then there's also anime. I saw um, Tom Felton, Draco Malfoy oh, in the lobby yeah. of one of the hotels. It's great people watching to grab some cocktails. But yeah, just Draco walked right on by me and I was like, oh my God. It really, really is. Cool. And when you talk to the attendees, if they're honest, and I have and they've told me, and my son is one of them also. He's kind of a social awkward kid. You know, he's really into Dungeons and Dragons and that used to come with its own stigma. I don't know if it does anymore. But when you get six hotel hotels filled with everybody that isn't the same thing it honestly you can feel the kindness there's no judgment 
Everybody's talking to each other. They are best friends for like three or four days. It's a really, really great convention. It's a really great time. Maybe I should get into anime, but only before 7 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> or dragons. <laughs> One or the other. Well, I thought it was all about dragons, okay? <laughs> all right, Rebecca, we got about 60 seconds here, and you've got a really tough philosophical question, which kind of goes with Dragon Con. It's, perf- it's the perfect segue from Dragon Con, because this is like for the nerds. So I have a friend who's a huge reader, and she's like super into like the 25 books a year challenge. And I was like, hey, I'm kind of hitting that. And she said, no, you're not. I said, what? And she said, you read comics and manga. Mm. That doesn't count. I disagree. I think it's more challenging because you have to read the other way, right? True. Yes, you do. You have to read from right to left because in Japanese, that's how they write. <laughs> oh, huh? wow. Yeah. That is, you know what? I what think a you point. get extra credit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it settles that. that. She's wrong. <laughs> Dude, reading is reading. It counts. Yeah. yeah. It might be a glorified picture book, but I'm, I'm, in, I'm observing a story. I think if you're reading subtitles on Netflix mm-hmm. and you're reading manga, you've gone way <laughs> over your reading quota. Oh my God, you're right. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, I'm like a genius at this point, honestly. <laughs> I think she means it doesn't count because it's like less words. So maybe you have to read a certain amount of books for it to, to account to like one novel. Okay, so it's like I have to read double the manga <laughs> to make up for like her books. Yes, because if you're reading like a 500 book Game of Thrones type situation, it's a little different than like a 100 page. No, you're mm. good. You're good. Thank you're, you. You've met your quota. Okay, it's, it's the Burt Show. <laughs> the Burt Show.